Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvik Srinivas. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in today's episode, we're going to be giving our season predictions as we count down the days until the Rams and the Bills kick off in SoFi Stadium. And without further ado, Satvik, why don't you dive us into the AFC? AFC, AFC, AFC. Know those three letters, man, because that's all you're going to be hearing this fall in football. CBS is about to make a lot of money <laughs> this year. We all know that. But let, let, let's really simplify this. Let's break it down. All right. You've got 10 teams competing for seven spots. I'm going to run down those teams right here. We're looking at the Bills, Dolphins, the Ravens, Bengals, Titans, Colts, and of course, the entire AFC West division. <laughs> so out of these 10 teams, you know, 10 teams competing for seven spots, which three do you think don't make the cut? Just by the nature of how the AFC West is de- designed, there's going to be a really good football team in this division that's not going to be able to make it to the playoffs because of the six division games they're playing. And unfortunately for the people in Colorado, I think that's going to be the Denver Broncos. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I. Okay. Why? Why the Broncos? That's an interesting choice, especially because they just traded for Russell Wilson. Like that's a very interesting choice, right there. Right. Here's how I see it. Right. You're talking about this division: Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Chargers, Pat, um, Chargers, Justin Herbert, the Raiders just added Devontae Adams, and now the Russell Wilson. This is the face of the Broncos. But the thing that, to me, really, I, at the quarterback position, continuity is a big thing, right? Of course, you know, if you're Tom Brady, you can take over the Buccaneers in year one and take the team to the Super Bowl. But that's not the situation that um, Russell Wilson was walking into with the Broncos here. The Bucks were easily the best team. Okay, not easily. I don't want to offend you. You're a Saints fan. But they were the best team in their division, and he was in the NFC. In the AFC, I think it's going to take a lot for Russell Wilson to be able to do the same. And even though this is a really a, a team with p- playoff potential, I think they're just they're going to lose a, a lot of close games, and it's not going to get, help them to get into the playoffs. Okay, that's interesting. Because I, I actually have the Broncos making the playoff in, in my simulator. But here's how I see it. I, I see a wide receiver corp that's actually going to be energized by an addition of a new quarterback like Russell Wilson. You talk about continuity, but quarterback is really the only position where you're having a change. And when I look at the way Russell Wilson trains, which includes bringing wide receivers to resorts in Morocco, even at his house to train, Russell Wilson's work ethic, especially with his receivers, is very different from what some of these other quarterbacks are doing. And for me, the problem is not continuity in any way because I believe that Russell Wilson's worth ethic reflects on the receivers and they build chemistry immediately. So when I look at what Russell Wilson brings to this Broncos organization, it's not an adjustment period. That adjustment period already has happened. I think they're going into the season locked and loaded. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Unfortunately, Tim Patrick out with the ACL, but even on the running back side, right? Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, this team is locked and loaded. I don't, I don't think continuity is an issue. 
All right, I guess that brings me to the question. Do you have all these four AFC West teams being the playoffs? No. Okay. So who For me, for me, the team that misses out is the residents in Kansas City are going to be going home sad this year. And I know, I know, I know. We've we've gone a far away from your principal. But here's the problem in Kansas City. Tyreek Hill is gone. And what the Chiefs are trying to do is they're trying to play add and subtract. They think that, okay, we can subtract Tyreek Hill, but then add Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore, replace production, everything is going to be okay. No, it's not. Because the way this Chiefs offense has worked is on chunk plays, these big-time energetic plays that completely shift the momentum of the game. And unfortunately... I don't know if Sky Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster can do the same that Tyreek Hill did in Kansas City. So you can't play Adams subtract like Kansas City is trying to do. You can't do that in the NFL. In the same way, on the defensive side, Tyron Tyron Matthew, right? He's 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 no longer there, and you're replacing him with Justin Reed. I don't know if that addition and subtraction right there. I I don't know about that. So when you look at it on both sides of the ball, Kansas City is trying to replace something that's not easily replaceable, or at least it'll take time to replace. And I think they have a far greater adjustment period than, say, a team like Denver does. And for that reason, I think this is a year Kansas City takes a step back, maybe a look at the offseason and say, okay, we need to lock and reload and prepare for 2023-2024 season. All right. <laughs> you know, I remember we were all in this period back in April or May or whatever when all these moves were being made. Khalil Mack to the Chargers, J.C. Jackson, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I'm like, damn, the Chiefs might be the worst team in this division. I was there. I was one of the one whatever 100 million NFL fans going through that. But you know, looking at this now, after several months have passed, you know, you talk about add and subtract. I can play the same game. Let's talk about add and subtract, right? They lost Tyreek Hill, but they added Juju. They added MVS from the Packers. They added Sky Moore, all right? And you're telling me that losing Tyreek Hill is going to be the downfall of this offense. And I, I'm not going to – I'm not saying it's a downfall. I'm just saying can those three guys adequately replace – like a 70-yard bomb downfield or adequately replace those energetic plays that Tyreek Hill would make or adequately replace those jukes or those those midfield, like the way that Tyreek Hill would just take a 10-yard out and turn it into like a 35-yard game, those chunk plays. Can those three guys replace it? And I, the question is, I don't know. All right. A couple of things here. One, I'll give it to you that none of these guys is Tyreek Hill. All right, That's not the argument I'm trying to make. But you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who perhaps could end up being the greatest to do it. Okay, no diss to Tom Brady. We're just having this conversation. But I think a lot of people are forgetting that Juju is a very, very good football player that just happened to love TikTok a lot. But he is, I don't know. I'm just not seeing it because I don't, do you really think the roster has fell that far? Like you, you told me Tyreek Hill. I, I don't, I, I, I look, it's just, it's going to be close. It's going to be very, very close. Right. I, I think it's going to be, end up on like a divisional game. I think it's going to be a week 17 thing. 
and it's, it's just going to come down to the wire. And my question is, what team do I trust the least in the AFC? And and quite frankly, right now, it's the Chiefs. It, it's the Chiefs. All right. I, I don't know, man. I, you know, when you told me that you thought um, the Broncos were going to make plays, I'm something like, okay, maybe you think the Chargers are not going to cut it. Maybe the Raiders. I don't they Come on. I don't know, man. I, I think I still think the Chiefs have a very good shot at winning this division, as do all these teams. I I don't know. I I do not see a playoff in the twenty twenty two twenty twenty two NFL season where the Chiefs are not present. I just listen, I just, listen. Out of all the additions and subtractions, all the players moving in and out of the AFC West, I think Kansas City at the end of their their they they were in a net loss with what they lost. And that production is going to be hard to replace. Once again, I'm not. I'm not saying Kansas City is done. I'm, they will be back 100. But I'm saying their adjustment period is far longer than the other three AFC West teams. It's going to take some time for them to get used to it. And I, I think you would agree with this at least that uh, Kansas City will get off to a slow start in the beginning of the year, and it's not something to be worried about. I think they will pick up earlier on, but they will get off to a slow start and. You know, for me, the way I see it is I don't think Kansas City can recover from that slow start, but clearly you see it the other way. You think Kansas City will pick up steam. So let's see how their season moves along. What about the other two teams, Slavic? What do you have there? All right. So this is very tough for me, right? In the AFC, all these teams that are fighting for these wild card spots, it's going to be 11 wins, 10 wins, right there neck and neck. But Here's the team that I unfortunately think is going to miss the playoffs, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Right there with you, man. Right right there with you. Here, here's what I see happening this year. I think I see the Miami Dolphins having a lot of offensive success with Tyreek Hill. They're going to be able to move the ball. Tua's going to be able to get mobile, you know, run the ball, get pressure off of Tua. But here's what I genuinely think is going to be their downfall. When you get to about – let's say week 12 or something, I think the Dolphins are going to be in a very good position. Maybe something like, I don't know, seven and four, something along those lines. But let me just read to you the Dolphins week 13 to 18 at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo, hosting the Packers at New England. And then, okay, week 18 is the Jets, but I don't like that stretch at all to finish this season and there's just going to be a lot of tough games in december that i don't know if the dolphins can pull out yeah that is a tough stretch and it's a make it or break it stretch right i'm you know once again these are at the end of the day predictions miami could be solid going into those games and actually end up winning two or three of those games putting themselves in a position for a playoff spot but adding on to your point defense is going to be very key Against, against those opponents. Offensively, I don't think any of us have a concern with the weapons that Miami has and what they've added, especially on the offensive line, wide receiver positions, et cetera, et cetera. My concern is how well will the defense hold up, especially on those away games? You're going cross country to play San Francisco. You're going up north to play Buffalo in the cold. Will your defense hold up because oftentimes what we've seen with this defense Sophic is that they're very opportunistic. And for the past two years, they've come up with these fumble return for touchdowns or key interceptions. But once again, 
it's not something sustainable with the Miami Dolphins defense, right? Brian Flores is no longer there. They're not implementing this New England system anymore. My question is, how will the defense adapt this season? And will they be as opportunistic as they have been these past few years? Because that's really what's going to set this team up, especially heading into that stretch. And, you know, in times of uncertainty, unfortunately, I have to go with teams that are more certain. So I, I as well, am leaving the Dolphins out of the playoff mix. All right, this leaves us with the last team that we don't think is going to make the playoffs out of the AFC. And for me, that is the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Okay, that's interesting because I have the other AFC South team. I have the Titans not making the playoffs. So I'm interested to hear your reasoning. What do you What do you have in store? All right. Here's what I'm looking at, right? You add Matt Ryan. Okay, the Colts are a good football team. I'm not disputing that. But I think we're all kind of just sort of forgetting that the Titans have been dominant in this division for four years. And I don't – I don't see any definitive signs for me to say, of course, adding Matt Ryan makes the Colts better, but I, I can't find something that tells me that the Titans are not the same team that they were for the past four years. What's, what's the problem? I can't find it. The problem, the problem is a Derrick Henry cannot stay healthy. B their offensive line cannot stay healthy. C they just lost AJ Brown and replacing him with a rookie wide receiver and a wide receiver who's coming off of an ACL injury. Not to mention that the quarterback room has drama because this team, quite frankly, in my opinion, is going to come to a point midseason where they're trying to choose between Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. Defensively, this team has not been able to generate adequate pressure. They they simply have not, and they didn't do anything in the offseason to add to it. Secondary's average. I mean, Kevin Byard is a great piece. But I don't know if I can trust those cornerback that cornerback group. I I don't know, man. This this team, honestly, when I look at it, regressed a slight bit, or will regress a slight bit from last year. And when I look at the Colts, this is a team that was in position to make a playoff, and if it wasn't for stupid quarterback decisions, could have made it. And quite quite frankly, the Colts didn't lose anyone. They didn't lose anyone. In fact, they gained pieces. They gained a Stephon Gilmore at the cornerback position, right? They shored up their defense, or at least the secondary. And biggest of all, they added a quarterback that knows how to make the right decisions, that who knows how to make the correct audibles, who knows how to read defenses. It's clear that the Colts are going to win this division and go to the playoffs, in my opinion. And it's clear that the Titans are going to miss out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans had a losing season this year. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. You know, you lose A.J. Brown. The Titans appear to be a team that's regressing. But I'm going to go back to what I said with the Broncos here. You put Matt Ryan in. I'm a guy that values continuity, and I think the Titans have that. This organization has been very successful in this division for the last four years. And I I guess if I see it on the field that the Titans are not the same team that they were, I'll go ahead and – um, except the fact that the Colts are the better team now. But until I see that, I'm going to stick with the Titans in this division. All I'll say is that the NFL is a copycat league, and teams saw what the Buccaneers did, what the Rams did, 
and said, you know what, we can go out and get a star quarterback for ourselves and make that change and utilize a very young, cheap, and good roster to get to the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, the formula has worked, and I think it's going to continue to work, whether it be the Broncos, whether it be the Colts. And so I see those teams making the AFC playoffs while I see like teams like Kansas City and Tennessee falling out. But nevertheless, we have a season full of amazing AFC matchups. Every week, there's going to be some sort of playoff potential matchup in store. So it's going to be an exciting season for the AFC, which is very much in contrast to the NFC, who is very bland of talent and quite frankly, very easy to predict who's going to make the playoffs. Uh, mm. But beyond making the playoffs, Avic, do you have any conviction as to who could possibly make it out of the NFC? Who do you think has the best roster? Well, who are you most convinced by in the NFC scheme? All right. For, for me, right, looking at it today on September 4th, it's very difficult because there's no one team that pops out at me and, and screams that we are the best roster in the NFC. You know, for that reason, I'm just tr like trying to look at it and kind of play it safe. You know, the Rams, they're coming off the Super Bowl. But to me, just roster wise, we're looking at the players. I know they lost OBJ, but I'm just looking at the rosters. The Rams still, to me, appear to be the best roster, just pure roster in the NFC. Yep. I'm right there with you. And when you look, you know, beyond the Rams, it's a world of mystery in the NFC. Let's start in the NFC West itself. The Cardinals, we don't know how Kyler's going to play without D-Hop for the first six games, right? And Cliff Kingsbury seems on a somewhat of a decline. There's a lot of tension between him and the organization he's quite frankly on a hot seat the 49ers we've yet to see trey lance start an nfl game and perform exceptionally well and we're going to see him do that probably for the first time against a very challenging schedule so we're yet to see how he performs for an extended period of time the eagles we don't know how the secondary is going to gel. We don't know how Jalen Hurts will perform with his weapons. Even the Cowboys, they lost a few weapons. That defense, you nobody knows what's going on with that defense. The NFC South, the Saints, Jameis is a big question mark. We don't know how he's going to perform. And Tampa Bay, with the loss of many offensive line pieces, how is Tom Brady's protection going to hold up? How are they going to run the ball? And the NFC North is a complete mystery. Packers lost Devontae Adams and the Vikings, well, we don't know how they're going to perform. They're quite honestly mediocre every season. So as you can clearly see, the NFC is full of mysteries. With one thing certain, the Rams are going to be good. They have the roster, they have the players, and they have the performance on the field to back it up with a Super Bowl win. So it's really a clear choice with who you have to go with. As of now, it's the Rams. All right, I guess that begs the question, you know, right now as we both – um, somewhat agree here that the Rams are going to represent the NFC one more in the Super Bowl. Who's going to be the their opponent in from the AFC? Man, Super Bowl predictions. Right, I got I got to continue my success from last season predicting the Rams. Okay. This time, I know the Bills are a popular pick, but I'm actually going to go with the Ravens out of the a AFC, and I think one. If you look at the way they performed last year with the amount of injuries. I think it was great from the perspective that they're a very deep team now. 
a lot of those guys, a lot of those second stringers and third stringers have a lot of experience. And I think they can come in on any given day and do some damage. So I think the Ravens last year, their depth problem got solved. And I think now you're returning so many starters. I think it's a very whole-rounded roster, defensively and offensively. My one contingency with this team is I think they need to trade for a wide receiver too. I, I'm I'm all I'm I'm almost all in on the Ravens. I have one leg back, and that leg is reserved for the fact that I think the Ravens need a wide receiver too behind Rashad Bateman. They just do. And I think there are receivers available on the market. You know, you have a Tyler Lockett, you have a Brandon Cooks. I need to see the Ravens make a move or two in the offseason to acquire a piece before I can 100% go all in and say they're Super Bowl contenders. But for now, you know, I, I will go with the Ravens. I'm, I will stick with the Ravens this season. All right. I'm not going to get it twisted here. I'm going with the Bills. It's, it's pretty clear to me. Well, of course, it's not pretty clear. There's a lot of good football teams in the AFC. But I'm just looking at the Bills roster, looking at the game they came off, right? To me, if they beat the Chiefs, I could very well see them beating the Bengals representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So... I think there's a lot of depth on this roster, you know, um, offensively, Josh Allen, you got no questions there. They added James Cook through the draft. I think he's going to be a guy you've got to keep your eye on. He's going to provide so much in the rushing attack and the receiving game. Stephon Diggs, hopefully Gabe Davis can do the same, you know, bring the same intensity from the playoffs last year. But the thing is, he go, he gonna need it for my fantasy team. <laughs> but you know, with the Ravens, like I don't know how you can make a Super Bowl pick with the fact that you don't even know who the receiver two is. Man, come on now! Like I just don't feel comfortable making a Super Bowl pick with that kind of uncertainty. I guess, and you know, to win the Super Bowl, you need an elite passing attack, right? And I just can't say the Ravens have one right now, and for that fact, I can't feel comfortable picking them. But I think I think the Bills, man. Like, don't get it twisted. It's it's really hard. You know, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, but I 100% believe the Bills have what it takes to make it out. Okay, we got we got Bills Rams and we got Ravens Rams with a contingency on a trade for a wide receiver too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you said we got Bills Rams. You know, we also got Bills Rams on Thursday night, September 8th, kicking us off. We do, we do. So <laughs> I, I guess you have the season starting on the same game and the season ending on the same game. But, you know, for the first matchup, Slavic, what do you see? No, I'm going I'm to pull the Uno reverse card. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the Rams are going to win this one. And I'm just looking at, you know, past NFL kickoff games. You know, the Super Bowl champions have done well, man. I'm just looking at this, right? Mm, yep. Last I don't think we need to mess with that right now. I think the Rams yeah. are the, the good defense. You got Matt Stafford bringing back everyone except OBJ. I think the Rams are going to look good to kick off the season. And it's, it's going to be a really good game, but I think at home the Rams are the pick here. Ah, this is a rare episode. I think we're agreeing on a lot of things here. But, yeah, I'm going with the Rams too. I think you just got to play it safe, go with the home team. They're unveiling their Super Bowl uh, banner. You know, this this is their game. Right. So I got I got Rams in a close one. It's probably going to be a one score game, but got to go with the Rams. All right. Don't worry, Arnold. I'm sure there's a lot we have to disagree on. And especially in this game upcoming here, Chiefs Cardinals. I think I know who you're going to pick and I'm not going to pick that team. <laughs> uh, it's pretty predictable. I'm going with the Cardinals at home. 
Listen, I, I said it, you know, the Chiefs are going through an adjustment period here. And I think week one is going to be very emblematic of it. It's going to be tricky for Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's, he's going to be trying to find chemistry with Juju, trying to find chemistry with Sky Moore. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm going with the home team here. Kyler Murray, uh, Cliff Kingsbury both have a lot to prove this season. I think they'll start off the year strong. All right. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going with the Chiefs. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, the adjustment period and everything. We might have to throw all that out the window once the Chiefs go up like 21 nothing or something crazy. Like that. All right. All right. All right. I'm, just, I'm, just, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding with that. But he, I, I don't I, I have no idea what I expect from Kyler Murray without D-Hop, right? Is this offense going to be here, – here's what I'm thinking. These defenses, to me, are comparable. Maybe the Cardinals have a slight edge right now, you know, with uh, the Chiefs losing Darren Matthew. But if we're going score for score, without D-Hop, I don't think the Cardinals can keep up. And that's purely just what I think. Maybe if we have a defensive game, that's a different conversation. But I think the Chiefs are going to come out. Or how about this? I'll say this. Maybe I'll regret it, but I'm expecting 30 points for the Chiefs. Do you think the Cardinals can match that? Yeah. You think, they can match, you think they can match yep. that? Okay. I think they can. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like something around like 30 to like 23, something like that. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, another duel involving AFC West teams, uh, Chargers Raiders. What do we think here in, down in L.A.? All right. So for me with the whole AFC West, like I just don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to keep it simple for me. It's a divisional game. Let's just go with the home team. You know, they're going to have the crowd. And especially week one at LA, I think Justin Herbert's going to come out, guns blazing. Maybe Derek Carr and Devontae Adams click right away, but I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. It's not me saying that the Chargers are about to blow out the Raiders. It's just let me pick the Chargers. <laughs> but Char- Chargers and crowds don't go in the same sentence together. <laughs> that's, but, that's um, fair. Hey, hey, the way the way Justin Herbert's been putting his heart and soul out for this team, they better be yeah. people showing up. But I think I, I I think Sunday you're gonna see why we said the Chargers have no holes. Yeah. That roster has no holes, and they're gonna show it on Sunday. Um, and this moves on to upset of the week, an area I've been hoping to improve in. Um, uh, AKA Arnold's least favorite segment. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so we're gonna start it off strong this year. Uh, I'm gonna. Pr- I think that the Lions are gonna upset the Eagles week one. Uh, and I, I just think the Lions have something to prove this year. They've been on hard knocks, and and we've seen just how hardworking of a coach Dan Campbell is, and how this organization and and its players are really buying in. So I think I think we're going to really see that motivation factor come out, and they're going to show why they're a team to be reckoned with this year. They're they're a team on the upswing, and I think they're going to get it done against a very solid Eagles roster. All right, I see where you're coming from. Um, do I see the Eagles losing? Not my Eagles, not Week One, but <laughs> sure, there's bias there. Like, no, definitely, I could see us blowing this game. I'm not even lying. Like, I could see it, but. I'm going to I'm going to match you here. You know, you pick against my team, I'm picking against your team. I'm picking the Falcons week 1 at home. Is this me saying the Falcons are a better football team? No, it's not. It's just that I expect, you know, week 1 anything can happen. And the whole point of upset of the week is not picking the team that's more likely to win. It's trying to pick the uh I guess the randomness, the possibility of whatever could happen. 
I think there's a decent chance that the Falcons can pull this one out. And honestly, like, I think the Falcons are a lot better than it kind of feels right now because they lost Calvin Ridley. You lose Matt Ryan after, what, like 12 years or whatever he was a quarterback. But I think it's going to be a close game, and maybe it comes down to a field goal or something, and I could see the Falcons winning week one. My Saints losing week one? <laughs> Do you really think my Saints are going to lose week one? No, I'm just playing. Um, no, once again, it's the randomness factor. And the Saints, I think they've been one and one with the Falcons since like for five, six years now. They've always dropped the game for the Falcons, and it could definitely be week one. So I'm right there with you. It could happen any given Sunday. All right. Are you, are you going to close my bed? No, you close me. Oh, I close? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You know, that was a lot of fun. Our season predictions plus week one preview. Stay tuned in. I think this is going to be a hell of a ride this year. A lot of fun in the NFL. And with that being said, thank you for listening to the 80th episode of the Backfield Rift. And be sure to tune in for our next episode where we'll break down the action from week one and look ahead to week two of the 2022 NFL season. Until then, it's been Sotvik Trinovas and Arnav Rostogi. Stay safe and take care.